What is up, guys, and welcome to the Meeple Miner Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason. And I'm James. How are you doing this week, James? Yeah, not too bad, Jason. Good, good. I'm really glad. Glad to hear it. We've we've had a busy week. We have had a busy week. Yeah, we've had we've had some social time, James. Yeah. We did. We we it was we spent a lovely day together. <laughs> we we strolled along the beach hand in hand. We didn't. No, we didn't. We did, however, spend the day together on Saturday. It was a rarity for me to have a Saturday where I was doing nothing. Mm. And uh, you happened to be off work, which was which was great. And we met up for a coffee and then somehow managed to kill seven hours. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great if we could do that whenever we want to kill time, but we always seem to fail at it. Yes, yes, we do. But yes, how, how has how's this week been for you, James, other than our... Excellent day out that we had. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's been a standard week. Got a couple of games in. We did. Uh, we're actually recording this before our normal game night mm. this week. So we're, we're, we're back to recording on Tuesday for this week because we're going to have an extra game night this week when our good friend Anthony returns from his jolly holidays. Indeed. Which I'm very much looking forward to that extra game night this week. But uh, can you remember what we played last night, James? Uh, we played... Zoography. We did indeed play zoography. That was actually really fun to bring that back out again. It was. Because we haven't played that for quite some time. We have not. Um, and I'll be honest, the reason it made it into the game bag that I took last night is because they announced a new version of zoography, which is going to be coming to crowdfunding, I think, either later this year or early next year, which apparently is going to be a more gamery version of the game so what the the game that we've been playing is, is going to now be called welcome to zoography it's kind of like an intro to the to the to the game but then this new version is going to have a bit more to it how does that sound oh interesting yeah yeah i've got to admit i'm i'm looking forward to uh to seeing what they what they come up with yes um i'm just it it's kind of on my mind as i just hope they don't sort of go down taking on things like Ark Nova because mm. I think there's a potential they could end up trying to do that and I think that would be a bad idea. I don't think it will be quite on Ark Nova's level no. but I th- yeah I think it will be a comfortable medium between. Yeah. Be interesting. I mean until we hear more there's not really yeah, much more we can say idle, other than idle speculation. Idle speculation. Uh, is there anything you'd like to see them do in the game to to maybe make it just a little bit more because obviously we have talked about it before. It's that kind of you drafting a tile and then you perform one of two actions, which is either building your tile onto your zoo or claiming animals mm. to put in your zoo with various, you know, different things. But anything that you would love to see? I See, I, I don't know if it will be more expanded, if you know what I mean. Like, you have those sort of enclosures you're building, mm. but then you have, like the pre-made ones like the reptile house and the, yeah, the aviary yeah. which are just there to put your little meeple on yeah i think it will be things like they'll ha- they'll be more in depth yeah i mean that that would be kind of cool actually to to have that we can't really comment on it too much because even though i got the expansion you know the uh i think it's the connections expansion which came with the monorails and stuff like that i've never really added it into our games because we've always one been teaching new people mm. And two, it just doesn't seem to add much. No. It's kind of like, just gives you a few extra bonuses about the park, I think. It does. And the, 
The monorail is a cool idea because, you know, a lot of zoos have them. Yes. Sort of thing. But because you're essentially constrained to that four by four grid if you don't want to lose points. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's justifies a monorail if you know what i mean it nah. looks when you start putting the monorail pieces down it looks a bit ridiculous because it's like this is a small zoo yes why has it got a monorail <laughs> <laughs> yeah indeed indeed and it's it's not a rip-off disney monorail though no that's pictured 100 percent. it's definitely not the walt disney world monorail at all because no. that that's a very unique monorail is the only one that looks like that in the world mm. um yeah yes <laughs> and the other game we played was smartphone inc yes that was the game, the, game. the first one that I picked off the shelf to take last night because I was looking at my shelf and going, what do I want to play tonight? And that was the one that jumped out to me. Do you know what? I haven't played it in a while. I feel like I want to play it. Yeah. How did you find last night's game? It's been a while. It has been a while. It was very interesting. Indeed. Because I, I did a full-on random setup, yep. which was great, uh, with the, uh, the abilities down the bottom. And I think, James, I think... I accidentally managed to create the hardest combination yes. of abilities or special powers that I possibly could have done because we didn't have none of the save your produced phones. Yeah, but, you know, uh, this is the first game I've ever played where I ended up throwing excess phones in the yeah. sea. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt really bad. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say I felt bad, but I, I, it was annoying because <laughs> I was like, well, hang on a minute. This is good product. I mean, why would anyone just throw it away? I mean, it, it seems silly. But um, yeah, it, it was weird because we didn't have that one, which is tends to be one of the, the staples that nearly always seems to come out. We didn't have the the other super duper powerful uh, abilities that usually go hand in hand with it. Yep. Um, the only one that I would say was really really good. Like if, in fact, no, there was a there was a bit of a combination going on on that board, wasn't there? Because one yeah. of the abilities was being able to place an additional um, headquarters headquarters in a, an area you were already in. Yeah, and that was one of the the upgrades. And we also had one of the blanking plates that goes over uh, an area to stop you from selling there. Also had that same ability. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there was one turn. Uh, there were three because there was those two and there was another one that allowed you to put another headquarters, a second headquarters down every turn. Yeah, uh, I think that was the that was the, the base one, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Um, I'm glad that they, it was very specific, though, Yeah, that you could only do it in an area you're already in mm -hmm. and you couldn't do it to place it like a third or fourth or fifth. It was only a second. Yeah. So there was only so many that you could do in the game. So, yeah. Yeah. The original, I've just remembered, the original horrific combination, one of them was out because the one that pairs really well with that save your phones mm. is the one that allows you to sell one phone in a in every region you're not in. Yes. that Those two together are horrifically powerful. Yeah. But the weird thing is, though, because that first one wasn't out, that second one didn't seem as powerful because we weren't producing a stupid well, amount is, of phones. This is the other thing that goes hand in hand with that random setup was, I don't know about you, but I found it really hard to produce phones. I would, I mean, I, I found it really hard to produce phones, but I think that was through my own omission to taking more of the factory tiles because i because i wasn't able to sell phones yeah 
I didn't see the is, point in keep producing them. Is, again, it's random setup, but those... I don't think after the second round, any of us took no. fa- factory tiles because they weren't the, the double product. Only one double production yeah. came out. Yeah, and uh, one of the players got it. And it, at that point, it was like, well, there's, there's no point. Yeah. Um, we had a really bad pull, actually, of those factory tiles because al- almost all of them ended up being increase your phone price. Yeah, and a, move- uh, and a movement, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And I believe... That no, that wasn't my start. It was very close to what my starting one is anyway, yeah. which was it was increase your phone price and get an extra research. Yeah, but I didn't need the movement. No, but that was the thing. One of the other upgrades was for every price increase you have, you got a free movement. Yeah, so we weren't even using the movement things. We were just increasing our prices and getting that movement anyway. Yeah, which was another thing that I found very unique about that game. James was that. For the entire game, we were all increasing our prices of the phones, bar, I think, the first and second round. Yeah, it was it was a difficult, because we couldn't produce, mm. you need to bump the price up, yeah. maximise your pointage, because yeah. it's like, there's no point in going low when I'm only producing, on average, five or six phones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my question to you, James, is, we haven't played it for a long time, but did you find this was like playing the game Brand new. Brand new. Yeah, uh, there was a lot. Like, the last couple of times we've played it, it's very much a case of going through the motions. I know yeah. what I'm going to do. This, I really had to sit there and think, Yeah, what am I going to do? Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I really enjoyed last night's game. Yeah. Because one, it was a quick game. You know, we, we did set up, play, and tear down inside of an hour, which was very, very impressive. And... Yeah, because the game felt so fresh, it was it was like, oh my god, I've never played this game before. Yeah, I already knew the rules. Mm. It it was literally the perfect play, I would say, of that game. Those powerful upgrades definitely make the game, I would say, easier in the sense of getting lots of points because you're going to be able to produce loads of phones, sell loads of phones. Yeah. This one was challenging. It was probably far harder than I thought it would ever be. Yeah. There was a lot less, um, how do you phrase this on a family-friendly show, a lot less uh, of interfering with other players, mm. shall we say, because that's the also the hallmark. Because, because you're producing more phones, you tend to go for that tactic of blocking off yeah. things, and that just didn't happen in this game, mainly because none of us could produce enough phones to even think about attempting it. Yeah. I, d- I did it a couple of times, um, not to yourself, because you weren't a threat to me in that game. Mm. Not because you were so far behind me on points, because, again, it was a very, very close game right up to the end, but because I had phones to sell and nowhere to put them. Because mm. I'd, I'd made some mistakes early on and done upgrades for... Yeah, you know, you know, I did my upgrades because I wanted the abilities, Yeah, but then realised the areas I was in didn't have those desires yeah i'll be honest the, the, the first upgrade i I shot for was for the ability mm. the rest of them were for where am i and what's there yeah um but because you you guys both of you didn't go for the one that i went for first mm. which was the i could already tell by turn two that this was going to be a hard one for, for for selling yeah and it was so i took the one that allowed you to sell three phones without actually having to put them on the board yeah that, so that like, was quite powerful i've always already sold three phones yeah yeah which definitely helped you because in quite a few of the rounds you went last yeah 
which yeah, obviously meant you were just guaranteeing yourself three sales, which which you really kind of needed because mm. I think I was disposing of at least one phone every single round. I made the mistake of leaving it too late to do the whole sell one in every area yes. you're not. I should have gone for that one first, but hey ho, you live and learn. Really enjoyed the game. I actually want to play it again, mm. if I'm honest. I really, really enjoyed it. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we get that to the table again, possibly even this week. We shall see. We've got two game nights to fill at the end of the day. We have. Um, but I've also got some other games that I really want to get to the table this week. So, mm. yeah. They were the two games that we managed to get in while running the game club last night, James. Which was your favourite out of the two? I'm going to go with smartphone. Yeah. yeah. I figured you would, and I think I would sit there with you on that one as well. But I really do enjoy zoography. It was nice to get it back to the table again. Indeed. And out of the two games, it was the one that drew people to the table to have a look what we were doing mm. with all those lovely animal meeples. Oh, so. yes. But we, we've said this on multiple occasions. Smartphone looks like a dentist surgery. It does, yeah. It's not... Not really the one that's eye-catching, whereas zoography is bright, it's colourful. Yeah, yeah. It's got a theme that's very much in at the moment. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to draw the crowd. Oh, yeah, definitely. I will say, though, I, I, as dull and as boring as the, the smartphone board is, I don't think it was the most dull and boring board that we saw at the club last night because our good friends from uh, Board Stupid were playing, I think it's called Airmail. Okay. And it was literally beige. Yes. The board is beige. And that's not even me like insulting it by calling it beige. No, it's, it's beige. It's actually beige. So uh, yeah. I don't know much about that game, but I literally walked past it and went, oh my God, it looks like a beige, like old school British beige that you saw on everything. The yep. walls, the cars, the seats, <laughs> everything. Yep. Beige, beige, beige. <laughs> I, it wasn't actually as well, you know... <laughs> I know this isn't the theme of the episode, but just to highlight it quickly. I can't remember if we actually brought it up on our highlight when we did Smartphone Inc. Mm -hmm. The board. Yes. Why is it that one of the tracks is cut out and one isn't? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. I think maybe because the, I would like to look at it and sort of go, I'm going to try and rationalise this as much as I can. The rounds are so quick. Maybe that's why, just so that you can just slide it. Because it, it's, it's, it's the round tracker, yeah, it's, isn't it? It's, 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 well, the, the phase, yeah, phase the tracker, phase tracker yeah. isn't, because it's a dual-layer board, but the phase tracker isn't dual-layer, yeah. but the round tracker is. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I just look at it as I try and justify that. Like, well, the round tracker only moves once per round. It needs to stay there so people know. Whereas the phase tracker is like, right, everyone do this. Oh, wait a minute, we've already done it. We're moving it to the next one. I would still, though... I might not have done it like the round tracker, where it is literally a cutout for yeah. each segment. I would have just maybe, cut maybe segment just done a, a the line. whole thing yeah. because when you slide it along, it still goes yeah. everywhere. It's so it's like at least it will slide smoothly. Yeah, it's very true. I don't know why they did that. Um, it's like you've gone through all the effort of making a dual layer board. Yeah. Why? <laughs> did you forget to set that up on the on the cutting machine? Maybe <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But I did find it quite funny when we were taking the mickey out of it last night, if I'm honest. It's just, I think it was Charlie that pointed it out. And I was like, you know what? I've never actually noticed that before. But yeah. why? <laughs> Indeed. Indeedy. Two great games. Really, really enjoyed it. Looking forward to some more games this week. But uh, we didn't talk about a game this time last year, James. We had uh, a guest on this time last year. Oh, did we? Uh, we did, yeah. 
Uh, was it? it was um, Chris from Unfringed and Zuli. Excellent. Um, yeah, we'll have to get him back on at some point, actually. I haven't had a, a bit of a catch-up with him. Hmm. It was good to see him again at UK Games Expo. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll uh, drop him an email at some point, see if he's up for it. Maybe bring him in on a topical. Mm. That would be interesting. Mm, guests on a topical, James. Ideas are flowing. Ideas. <laughs> I know we've definitely got at least one person that's desperate to get on for a topical discussion, and I'm sure we'll make it happen at some point. Timing. 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 Shall we dive in to uh, this week's topical... Topical. Topical. Topical Tuesday discussion. Let's do it. Let's do it. Excellent. All right, it's Topical Tuesday time james and as promised because we did a, a topical a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about the i suppose the positive aspects of alpha gamers mm-hmm. and during our discussion we also highlighted some of the negative stuff mm. and we mentioned about the well-known nasty stuff of them trying to take over games, especially in cooperative games. I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but we, we ended up saying, oh, hang on a minute, that's kind of like a negotiation, or is it a manipulation? And now we're going to talk about negotiation and manipulation, James, and what is the actual difference between the two? Do you think you have some stuff to say on this subject? Yes. Good. This would have been a very boring episode if you'd said no. <laughs> I mean, they're probably going to be a boring I mean, I, can, I, I, could, I don't I even could, know who listens to us. You I, know? I, I could alter that and go, no, and then just disappear for half an hour while you talk to yourself. <laughs> that would be almost worth it. Uh, no, it wouldn't. I, I can't talk to myself, James. I've tried many a time. <laughs> this is why you're here. You're like a, a nice rebounding brick wall that I can talk at and uh, stop you from talking, obviously. Doesn't work no, well, very well, well then, well, does no, it? No, it doesn't. No, no. It's, you probably uh, shouldn't have given me a microphone if you don't want me to talk. This is very true. I mean, I could just sort of put the slider down. But... You could, but then I would know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course you would, yeah. That's a problem with headphones, isn't it? Yeah. But no, we are going to talk about negotiations and manipulations, James. And I'm adding in a, an extra one because I've been thinking about this a bit more. Because I think negotiation is definitely something. Mm. But I think negotiation actually leads on to manipulation and influence. Mm. So it's actually, what's the difference between influence and manipulation? So just to throw a spanner in the works there, James, because I know you've had no preparation. Mm. Because as always, I'd never bother telling you until you're already here. Uh, so you get about five minutes while I make you a cup of tea. Indeed. Um, which is probably why uh, this is always a bit of a rambler. But that's how we like it. So. James, your your take immediately on influence, manipulation, and negotiation in gaming. I guess if you want to keep it to alpha gaming, then please do. But it's, your take on it? On- well, it's it, like all subjects. This is quite a difficult one mm. because, as we all know, these things cannot. These things sometimes, by the very nature of the game, mm. are required. Of course, yeah. I'm gonna. Well, uh, I, well, yeah, semi-co-ops are um, a good example of that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to draw out Nemesis as a as an example here. Yeah. All three of those are literally required to play the game. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And your standard co-op negotiation is, yeah, by design. Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of people would call it discussion. But, yeah, yeah, if you're supposed to be working as a team, at some point you have to discuss 
or have a negotiation. Yeah, what, and that discussion will usually develop into a negotiation about yeah. what the team wants to do and how you decide as a whole how the team moves forward. Yeah. Like I said, semi-co-ops, you're throwing in manipulation and influence yeah. into the game. Like like I said, Nemesis is an example. If someone's drawn the I need to kill X player objective, yeah. they're going to manipulate that person into doing something so yeah. they can kill them. Yeah, for, for their own... For yeah, their own for, benefit. Yeah. It's like, which makes these discussions difficult because it's not a blanket. Yeah. Uh, you know, manipulation in games is bad. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I guess for now, at the very least, we'll, we'll kind of focus it on just full-blown cooperative yeah. uh, games because that that's where your alpha gaming kind of the negative aspect yeah. comes in. It's uh, You're talking in the context of these things basically somebody's trying to play the game for somebody else yeah essentially yeah and you know some some people just sort of say oh well yeah he's influencing someone else but the thing is james when i think about those three words like i said negotiation for me is is the starting line of of the race but it's which path do you take mm. do you take you know it's just like playing outrun on the sega mega drive you know do you take the left path which is down on the the sunny beach, yeah. or do you turn right into the dark woods, but might be a bit quicker? You know, you've got influence, which is I am trying to influence my cohorts into doing something that will benefit all of us. Yeah. Or maybe we'll, be, you know, if I'm playing a, a PvP game with someone who's new, our negotiations could be I'm influencing this person to make some the best decision for them because that's what I'm doing. I'm teaching them the game. Whereas... I view manipulation, as you said with the Nemesis example, as I I'm doing to... things for personal gain. Now, again, if this is in a cooperative game, a lot of cooperative games annoyingly do have an overall winner, which kind of invites in manipulation. Yeah. Which is exactly what I don't think a co-op game should yeah, do. If you're... I, I think of a fourth one to actually put in there, and okay. it comes in at the negotiation stage if we're in the con context of what? Our previous one was about alpha gaming mm -hmm. taking over, which is the difference between negotiating and dictating. Yes. I mean, 100%. Exactly. You know, and, and to, I mean, just touch on that now. Like, what, For me, the difference between negotiating and dictating is, well, a negotiation is a, a, a back, back and, and forth. forth. Yeah. So, it's, Whereas uh, if I'm dictating you, you will. it's more than likely going to, that, that to me goes straight into the manipulation category. It's not, well, dictating is not even manipulation. It's rather than, all right, say a cooperative game and a decision needs to be made. Okay, guys, what are we going to do? Do this. Uh, what you know? What do you think we should do? I think we should do this. What does everyone else think? As opposed to, right, you need to do this. You need to do this. You go that way. Yeah, yeah. And it takes the fun out of games when, when that's the kind of play style you've got with, with a player. And yeah, I, I think dictating is it is a very good one to add in there, James. Yeah. 100%. So again, though, it depends on the context of the game mm. and how how much you're role-playing games as well, because a lot of co-ops come in with a role-play element. Mm. So if you're if the game determines, I don't know, rank effectively, yeah. you might role-play it that someone is allowed to be a bit more dictatorial than others if they're in a position of leadership. Yeah. Or if their character is in a position of leadership, you yeah. might allow a degree of dictatorship. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I mean, again, what's the difference between dictator? This is just going to be, what's the difference between this and this? Dictator, leadership, it's kind of one in the same thing. Yeah, well, ba I, basically, I, if, if the game determines a, a system of rank, you might allow players of a higher rank to effectively give orders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure I would enjoy games like that where yeah. someone's given more power over someone, someone else. But I, I think... For me, like negotiation, I just want to talk about that one especially. Discussion and negotiation. Do you feel that everyone needs to be in agreement at the end of the negotiation? Or is it more important that the negotiation has happened, but ultimately the player whose turn it is has the final say? Because obviously, I mean, to take a game like Project Elite, for example. Yeah. Fully cooperative game, but we're all doing stuff at the same time. The negotiation is who wants to do what. Yeah, I would turn around and say it is important that the negotiate. Like uh, to use your example of Project Elite, it's important that the negotiation happens, mm -hmm. but the player whose turn it is gets final say. Yeah, I I would agree a hundred percent because yeah, ultimately yes, as long as you can have that negotiation, but you don't need to. I, I would say it doesn't need to be a unanimous decision because at the end of the day. If you're going to try and change someone's mind, yeah, you could be sitting there talking about this for hours, and you're going to drag a quick game yeah, I out mean, it, for too long. Again, it's sort of like most organised games. Mm -hmm. The organiser is going to basically impose a a hard limit on the discussion. Yeah. Well, yeah, if it's if the discussion drags on or the negotiation drags on too long, that's kind of where the game organiser steps and go right. We've we've been discussing this for an age. It's X player's turn, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Or or even going down the, the lines of, let's have a vote. Yeah. Popular vote wins. If, it, if it's then split evenly, it's like, right, player's turn, what you make the final yeah. decision. What are we doing? Um, and I think that's a really good way of doing it, to be honest. And, and it's, a, it's a good way to ensure that a negotiation discussion yeah. is fair and balanced and that everyone gets to have their say. Yep, definitely. Like, like I said earlier, it's like some games will put that rank system in yeah um or it will be a special ability i'll circle back around to nemesis the captain yeah your character might want to do something it's actually it's built into the captain's special ability that he can effectively take control of your character yeah which implies giving orders it's like you might want to go that way but as the captain i'm going to activate my special ability you're going that way yeah clean. because i'm the captain yeah Sold the cat sort of thing, Mutiny. you know. There, so some games allow that, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, when it rocks around to your turn, you get control of your character back. But you know, there's always that discussion element. And you know, if you're telling me you want to go towards the engine room, mm -hmm. if it's my turn first, it's like, and I want you to do something else. It's like, well, I can try and convince you by moving you the way I want you to move. Yeah. I know you're stubborn and you'd still move backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Too damn right I would. Well, actually, yeah, it depends. <laughs> I, I could be calling the double bluff, James. You could, you could. Because I am a very crafty person. You are, which is why my first instinct in that game is to blow you out of an airlock <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> I love I love it when you draw that this player must survive and it ends up being me. <laughs> It's it brilliant. really, really messes with my game, that does. <laughs> and you great. can always tell when I've drawn it as well, because I go full into it as well. <laughs> it's like, oh, we all know what objective he's got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why? He hasn't blown you out of an airlock on the first turn. 
Yeah, it is so true. So it's very just, true. If anyone ever plays a game with Jason that involves spaceships, I do it on Nemesis. I'm pretty sure I did it on Among Us when we used to play that. At all like, the time. <laughs> Jason's the imposter. How do you know it's the first round? It's just a safe bet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Most people uh, took that option when I used to play that quite a lot. There was never any... Actually, it's a really good idea that you brought up Among Us because, again, it's built, baked into that game is is a discussion and negotiation yes. at the end of every round. And that game is literally everyone trying to influence or manipulate. Yeah. If you are, if you are the, uh, the imposter, you are manipulating the other players. Yeah into your bidding to get rid of everyone instead of you. Yep. And if you're not a imposter, you're trying to influence the other people into voting for the person you think is the uh, is the imposter. Yep. I mean brilliant brilliant idea to bring that up James. I know that's not what you meant, but it's literally the definition of what I've been trying to say. Yep. It is among us. So I missed that game. I kind of do. I kind of I tried to play it a little while ago and it was it was all right. You need to play it's, uh, it's one of those games I always found that you need to play it with your with, friends. With friends. Yeah, it doesn't really work on a random lobby. It's no. like you need to play it with a group of your friends. Agreed, hundred percent. I know they tried to do like a board game adaptation of that game, and I just, I just don't understand how the hell that would work. Yeah, because you can see what everyone's doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have to be a hidden movement game, wouldn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, not so sure about that. How could it be a hidden movement game though? Because you have to sneak up on other people. Yeah, so you have to know where they are. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, it wouldn't work because the whole point is, is it works as a computer game because it's a scrolling screen, so you can't see the whole map. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I thought I'd be interested to see how they they thought about it, but I can understand why it never happened. But yeah, back to uh, back to board games. Uh, manipulation, James. Would you like to give some examples of your view on what manipulation is within within games? Manipulation, to me, you gave a good definition of it. It is trying to get one of the other players to do something that is going to benefit me. Yeah, and no one else. Definitely. All of this tends to happen in the negotiation phase. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, to, to try and, again, Nemesis is, is a very good example there, James, because your personal objective is to kill me. Or ensure that I die, because that's yep. the other thing. It doesn't say you have to kill me. Yeah, it's you just I have to be die. dead. So if you can get someone else to do it for you, hunky dory. Yep, you've still achieved your goal. Yeah, uh, and there are multiple points of manipulation in there. You have to convince people potentially that the engines are broken or yep. fixed. Yep, you have to convince people that the ship is heading in the right direction. Mm. There are lots of points where you have to either negotiate. Yep. <laughs> Or manipulate, yeah. depending on what and, you're doing. And even if you do convince people that the, the engines are fixed and then someone decides to check it, then it switches to, I've got to manipulate everyone that they are lying. Yep. You know, there's a lot of manipulation. Well, that, 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 that's my favourite tactic for if I have to kill a certain player and they've checked one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they've gone and checked it, said that it's fine. Yeah. I'll go and check it and go, no, they're not. They're a liar. Yeah. Now everyone is suspicious of you. Yeah, exactly. And they're not going to trust you. They're probably going to lock you in a room. Thus, you become my prey. Yes. I mean, I'm starting to take notes here, James. Because, uh, yeah, now, now I think about it. Yeah, I remember. I'm never checking the engine or the uh, the coordinates ever again. Oh, I don't know. That's a bit sus. <laughs> <laughs> Influence is probably the 
the lightest way I, I, can, I can put it is like, I'm influencing other players by saying my piece. I'm trying to get my piece <coughs> across. Say I've played this game a hundred times. I yeah. know the best path to victory. So I'm going to use my knowledge yeah. to try and influence other players to sort of say, look, I don't want to play your turns for you. However, my personal opinion is this is the best option because of this, this, and this. But let's have a discussion. Let's have a negotiation over what we actually want to do. But I'm, I am going to rely on my personal experiences to influence you to go the way I'd like you to go yeah. because it will benefit all of us. Like I said, manipulation side of that is exactly the same, but only I gain out of it. Yeah. That's that that's that's kind of my overall take on. I I, I, w- I would agree with you on that. And sometimes, like you said, just by being an experienced gamer, you can technically any advice or input you give could be viewed as influence. Yeah, because you're an experienced gamer. Yeah, but by the same token, it can also be viewed as manipulation. Mm. By saying, "Oh well, I you know I played this game all the time and I know best." You know, I, I think there is. It's another one. I said there's a very fine grey line. Yeah, between manipulation, influence, and I guess negotiation as well, and dictatorship, you know. Um, there's a very, very fine line between all of these different things. Yeah. I'd, I'd say the only one that's clear to me is dictating because all of the others do invite some form of discussion, whereas dictatorship leaves no room for discussion. It's like, no, no, you will do this. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, I was watching uh, an interview the other day with a a, a professional... Uh, negotiator mm. you know they they do all, all these vast different negotiation things you know be it with you know terrorists all that kind, that kind of jazz and they were talking about you know manipulation and and influence and influencing and stuff like that and he sort of summed it up to me in a really really good uh i don't know if it's the right word but connotation when he was just sort of like i could go into all of the intricate details of all this stuff however the key thing is you should never really lie mm in a negotiation uh, but in certain circumstances sometimes lying works for the benefit of the negotiation and he basically turned and said imagine this is like me and you james we're going to go out for dinner later mm. um and we're out in the car i'm driving i just oh damn it i need to do this quickly at home so we drive back to my house i just i'm going to be about five ten minutes james come on in and we'll we'll uh I'll make you a cup of tea while I do this thing. And as soon as we get in the house, boom, lights come on. Big surprise. Happy birthday to you. It's your birthday. There's loads of people here. Mm. Now, I've influenced you to do that. I could I could say I've manipulated you into a situation. Mm. However, what I've actually done is used a small eye in order to influence you to come here for your benefit mm. because it's your surprise party. And I, I just sort of was thinking about it. it was like, actually, that's a really good example of of how I've influenced you to to do something that you didn't know was going to happen. Mm. And it wasn't for me. It wasn't for all the other people. It was for you. It was a very selfless act mm. uh, as opposed to a personal gain or a, or even a group gain. It was definitely a selfless gain for yourself. And I, I really liked that example uh, for that. And it, it also made me think about the discussion we had a few weeks ago about like bias and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, with regards to content creators. Because when you sit here watching, say, a YouTube video about, and there's a game review or a game preview that's done by your favorite content creator, and he's talking all these really nice things about the game and and stuff like that, is is he manipulating you to buy that game, James? Or is he 
influencing you? You know, what what what's the purpose of watching something like that? Definitely influence mm. because you're more likely to buy it if your favorite YouTuber is waxing lyrical about it. Yeah. So you are definitely being influenced. Mm. Yes. But some would say it's manipulation. You know, and, and that's where that whole sort of bias comes in, isn't it? Because, oh, well, they're biased because they were given the game for free. Now they've manipulated me into buying it. I wouldn't say it's manipulation unless you could evidently prove that they don't believe what they're saying. Yeah. That's manip- that would be manipulation. Exactly. I do agree. And that, and that sort of goes back to what we were saying about the truthfulness yeah. of... Influencing, yes, because that's the whole point of advertising, is yep. influencing you to buy the product. At the end of the day, they're called online influencers. Yeah. Yeah, the, cl- the clue's in the name, people. It, they're influencers. Yeah, but uh, man- I wouldn't agree with manipulation, like I said, unless you could prove that they don't believe what they're saying. Mm. That then it becomes manipulation. Yeah, exactly. And again, that's another, for me, that's another good example of the difference between an influencer and a manipulator. You know, I don't think you'll find a dictator when it comes to... Uh, yeah, buy it! <laughs> buy it now! Right now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not letting you click off this video until you buy it. Yeah, you are now locked onto this webpage. You may not navigate <laughs> until you have paid. Patreon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's it is an interesting one for me, really, where when people start talking about influence and manipulation, mm. and the, it's everywhere, hundred percent. It beca- it becomes a difficult as to whether it's a negative thing in gaming, though, because mm. most games require you to utilize one of those things, yeah, to win. Yeah. At some point, yeah, yeah you, you could even argue that playing the game, you could have a silent game without interaction. Your very moves are either influencing or manipulating because you are inviting people to counter move. Mm. Strategy is literally influence and manipulation. Yeah. I move here. Well, yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And am I trying to draw you away from something I'm doing over here? Exactly. You know, and, and saying in, we'll, we'll, we'll take uh, Zoography as our game last night. I took a tile to uh, stop you from taking it, James. Mm. Well, I've manipulated you to doing something that you didn't want to do, mm. you know, or I've taken an action that you were going to do, but I hadn't maybe noticed you wanted to do it. And I've now influenced you to have to perform a different action. Yeah. Because it's changed your plans. You know, whether it's, again, it's another thing that happens within gaming that can happen without you even knowing yeah, my, that my, it's happening. Like I said, my example is perfect. Just by playing the game and moving pieces, you are yeah. influencing and manipulating mm-hmm. you, the other players yep. to well, react to work, you. Worker placement games. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. They have limited amounts of space. Oh, well, he's gone there. Well, I've been influenced to move do something else now. Yeah. And by me doing something else, I might have influenced someone else to do a different action. Yeah. So, yeah. I, th- like I said, you know, strategy games like Scythe. Mm-hmm. I've moved over here. Mm, yeah. He's got a he's got a couple of mechs there. I don't have enough to counter that, so I'm not going to go near there. Yeah, but am I doing that because I actually want to go over here or because I'm trying to distract you from what's going on over here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Influence and manipulation. Yes. The very dint of playing the game <laughs> is an act of influence and manipulation. Indeed. James. Ultimate question here, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Influence Mm -hmm. and manipulation. Is it good or is it bad? You can't sum that up. (laughs) You literally can't sum it. At the end of the day, I just have to, on the the grand scheme of things, say good because none of the games would exist. Yeah, I I 100% agree. I do think it's good. 
I think is bad, which means, as always, James, we have managed to successfully once again do another topical discussion where we've solved absolutely nothing and have answered pretty much no questions whatsoever because it's one in the same thing. It's just whether you use those tools for the right reasons (laughs) or the wrong reasons. Yeah, the right reasons, the wrong reason, the light side or the dark side. Yeah. Add in Star Wars quote here. (laughs) (laughs) James, interesting discussion. I would uh, very, very much like to influence you into playing a game after we turn these mics off. How do I do this? How how can I influence you? Do I place a game on the table seductively? (laughs) No, you just say the words, you want to play a game. Oh, well, there you go. I've influenced you, James. You have. There we go. You've mentioned gaming, therefore I want a game. Yeah. But James, you never used to play board games. No, I didn't. You. You were were influenced by... You manipulated me. Well, yeah, I probably (laughs) did, to be fair. (laughs) If it's me, it's definitely manipulation, let's be honest. But uh, yeah, interesting discussion. We'd like to know your opinions on it. Have we missed something glaringly obvious? I hope we haven't. We probably have. We, we more than likely have. You know, we we yeah, we try and do our due diligence. Well, I do anyway because you know James has five minutes preparation time. Uh, but you know that's how we roll here, and uh, James is influenced by my uh, my ability to to organise. Anyway, let us know your opinions on that lovely topical discussion on any of our social media platforms. I think we're on Facebook and Instagram now. Pretty sure we're not on Twitter anymore, but we do still have our Discord oh, well, server. Well, get with the times, Jason. It's now X. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. Ugh. Why? Just why? So it's not even called Twitter anymore. I, I don't know. I, the logo's changed on my phone. I know. It's, yeah, it's an X. Uh, I believe it's an X logo, but... Oh, no, it's actually still called Twitter. It says Twitter underneath it, but it is X. Why? I don't know. Elon Musk is a nutcase. (laughs) This is true. Don't say that, James. He he will find us. (laughs) He has a very particular set of skills. He will find us, and he will kill us. (laughs) No, we're far too small time for the likes of him. (laughs) This is true. We don't know. We've never got a verification tick or anything. (laughs) But yes, we do also have our Discord where you can find us. So that will be in the podcast description. But we're going to go and play some games. Till next week, I have been Jason. And I've been James. And you have been listening to the Meeple Minded Podcast. Join us next week for more tabletop gaming goodness. Ta-ta and goodbye.